With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Pal. Uh, pal, we're live. Hey, we're <laughs> live, pal. Sorry, my microphone all of a sudden went haywire and I couldn't hear anything, so I had to rejigger it on the fly. But yes, we're live. I am, of course, Jose Young, this is the ASA Live Chat. As you can see behind me, I'm in the process of moving, so half of my bookshelf is no more, and you'll see a massive stack of boxes behind me. That's, no one cares about any of that because moving sucks and it is a pain in the ass. Uh, but joining us this week, one hour earlier because we have Bellator 256 Media Day. Is that the right number, Casey? That is true. 256. That is true. You can hear Casey on the ones and twos there. And joining us this week, of course, is cool Alex Savas. Alex, how is life? Life's good. You know what? I love moving. I've moved every year of my life since for the past like eight years, I feel like. I never get situated. Yeah, and I don't hate moving. It's just I didn't realize how heavy books were. And I have a lot of bookshelves, and I bought a lot of Rubbermaid bins, and I filled one up and quickly realized I'm about seven Rubbermaid bins short. And I can't move (laughs) one of them because it's so heavy. It's like a hundred, it's a hundred and something pounds of books. Yeah, you're supposed to use the small boxes for books. That would be too many boxes. I wait. I probably have 200 boxes in here if I could, if I bought a bunch of tiny books. But we'll get it done. I'm only moving like five minutes away, so it will happen. But yes, early squad, hardcores only from Jessica Crystal Crew. But of course, on the ones and twos, Casey, how's life in Englewood? Yup, checks out. <laughs> shrug. Doing all right. People, some people only listen, Casey. You got to make a shrug noise. Shrug. <laughs> it is what it is, but of course, uh, we're looking great. Apparently, according to AK Lee, always looking great. Anyway, yeah, well, in case you know the drill, sky's you blue. Questions, well, okay. No, 
UFC last week, but we had Bellator last week. We have one championship today. We have Bellator this week. We have the UFC back. So I feel like for the first time in a long time, it feels like old times with so many fights happening in like a three-day span. All we need is Ryzen. Don't put that. Yeah. Don't put that on me. <laughs> well, well, Ryzen's busy having meetings with um, Dana White, I kn- and I was gonna. I'm sure we'll have questions about oh, it. Yeah. So I didn't want to talk about it just yet. But yes, I'm sure everyone saw that. And then, of course, after this lovely stream, or if you're listening, go watch Bellator Media Day right after. It'll even be. It'll be on our Twitter, right, Casey? Are yes, we doing that now? Yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. And soon it'll be on our Facebook and our all the all our major social platforms. Well, I don't do Twitch. I don't know Twitch. I don't know Twitch and TikTok. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into. I don't know nothing about TikTok at all. Kids. There's a lot of TikTokers in Arizona, though. Is that it? We're good. Anyway, all right. you guys know the drill. Ask all the <laughs> questions you want on Twitter, on Facebook, not Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the site. Casey will find them. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we got I'll lots of questions, so we're gonna have to we're f- be fast, Casey. <laughs> Here we go. From Scott McCray, when will when will we see the UFC Bantamweight Championship? So a bunch of questions right here. When will Aljo and Jan run it back? Will it take for Triple C to return? Which weight class do you think it will be? Two weeks out, which of the three title fights are you most excited about? You can, If you have picked tough coaches, if you could have picked tough coaches, please excuse Jorge and Colby, which two would you have chosen? Thanks. Love the A-side chat. So want to rapid fire these, I guess? Yeah, Alex, let's do rapid on these. Yeah. When will Aljo and Pure Jan run it back? <laughs> I love these questions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know because Aljo still wants he wants he, he's taking it seriously. He's going through all the concussion protocols. So until yeah. we see him back in camp, I don't honestly know. Casey, what will it take for Triple C Henderson to return, and which weight class will he return at? <sighs> Lots of money and whatever division Dana White pays him the most at. If, if if he'll come at heavyweight, if if it, that's what he gets paid the most at, so money, I have money, a feeling money. we would have we would be having a different conversation about Triple C returning if Jan and Aljo had had a winner, like a definitive, like no controversial. Like yes, there was a winner, but there was controversy about it because I'm pretty sure Henderson Hudo was at the apex with both of his belts, like ready to cut a promo at the press conference, but I don't think he wanted to do it after that. Anyway, two weeks out. Which of the three title fights are you most excited for? I'll ask both of you this. So, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, Valentina Shevchenko, and Jessica Andrade, uh, and then Zhang Weili and Rose Namajunas. Alex, I'll start with you. Of those three, which are you most excited for? Um, <clears throat> I think people expect me to pick, you know, two of these, but I'm actually going to pick Masvidal and Usman. Um, I... You know, Masvidal's stock is plummeting, I would say. And I think if he goes into this fight with a full camp, you know, I, you know, he lost the last one because he didn't have a full camp or whatever else. Like, now he's got a full camp, he's got no excuses. So I'm kind of excited to see um, if he can pull that off and if he can plummet his stock even farther. <laughs> Casey, what do you say? Um, it's a... No, definitely uh, Wei Li versus Rose, and a close second would be uh, Valentina versus Andrade. Uh, I'm most excited to watch Wei Li fight because of all the fighters that we just talked about, she's had the longest break, and the last time she fought, 
was the, our fight of the year. So I'm mostly excited to see her specifically fight, but I can't deny I'm very excited to watch the main event. I'm excited it, for all these cards, but I'm very, very excited for that. Is Wei Li the... Oh, sorry. Wei sorry. Was, was she the only champion that hasn't fought since the pandemic for UFC? Am I forgetting um, one? I believe so. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, I was just... Yeah, she's, I think it's the only belt that hasn't been fought since uh, two... What, uh, yeah, the, the last... Um, I guess technically bantamweight. For the women's, because both of Amanda Nunes' title oh. defense have been featherweight. Well, I'll go fighter. How about that? Okay. Since, yeah. Um, yes, I believe so. I guess there was no. Yes, because John, because Jan defended his belt against Izzy. Yeah. I was going to say there's no defenses. So yeah, you're not wrong. Cool. So and that fight was epic. Uh, and that was the last time there was a full crowd, and that was MMA fighting's fight of the year last year. So and and Joanna hasn't fought since either. But uh, she said she's waiting for fans to come back. I thought for sure they'd try to get her on this Jacksonville card, but because uh, she she's based in Florida now. But anyway, if you could have picked tough coaches, excluding Jorge and Colby, which two would you have chosen, Casey? I'll start with you. Tough coaches. Uh, yeah. I would pick nobody versus nobody. Yep. Okay, <laughs> but if you had to answer Scott McCrae's question. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not I, letting you say nobody. Yeah, jeez. Um, tough coaches. Um, I would actually pick maybe real coaches. I don't know. We'll have uh, uh, Habib because right now he is coach of the year. Habib mm-hmm. versus I don't know. Um, name a good coach. Uh, one of the guys from Stanford MMA. Henry Hooft. <laughs> so like I'm, not, I, I, I'm giving bad answers because I don't care about this question. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, who would you have picked? <laughs> have they done uh, female coaches before? They did Rhonda and Misha. Um, and I and think then that, that's and it. Then they Yo- and they did Joanna and Claudia. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Never, they've done the Bantamweights and they've done the Strawweights and they've never done Featherweight or uh, Flyweight for women's. I've never watched The Ultimate Fighter, so I don't know what makes a good tough coach. Um, is it about more about personality? Is it more about skills? Is it... Casey seems like he just wants to die. It's about kicking indoors. It really depends because obviously all the famous parts are like when when, when Cody and TJ coached against each other, they would yell at each other and try to fight each other the whole time or they would butt heads. But then I think genuinely you have – there were some coaches like Chael Sonnen, Mayhem Miller, Michael Bisping were really good coaches like on that. Like I think Chael Sonnen was a phenomenal coach. But then you have guys like Brock Lesnar and Junior Dos Santos who have no beef with each other. They're just two massive human beings that are going to fight down the road. So I just think it depends on how you, how you want to take it. Is it like the real world that they fight every yeah. once in a while? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. I th- Theoretically, it sounds like I would like it because I love reality TV, but I just I can't. It would be like it. the bat. It's be like the Bachelor where you have like they line up and they <laughs> and the coach goes, "I want this guy to fight this guy," and then they fight. <laughs> hmm. I, I, so Col- Colby and Hor, if you love the drama, Hor and Colby would have been great. I don't particularly care about any of that, but uh, I would have ha- wouldn't have hated Jan and Aljo, just because if Aljo needs to recover his uh, concussion, uh, those are also two really good camps. That's like Eric Nixon and Couture, right? Extreme Couture. I get all the Las Vegas camps like confuse like syndicate couture and all that stuff so it'd be like eric nixick and like matt sarah and everyone and then you have yawn at att that would have been really good teams right there to band plus they go to fought down the road and they could have verbally sparred the whole time that wouldn't have been the worst 
but you're not going to get beef between Volkanovski and Brian Ortega. True. See, no one watches, no one cares about the coaches if they're good coaches. That's like that. That's so. Uh, so why are we even asking? <laughs> Some just, people do. Casey doesn't. Some people do. God, that shows. But I do like some of the suggestions. Maybe we got to change it up and change tough how basically the rules of Temptation Island. I don't know what Temptation <laughs> Island is, but yes. it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and if you can involve some cage fighting in Temptation Island, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. But right now, the format of tough. It's blah. It's a little played out. All right, I'm, I'm not talking about this anymore. Next question. Will you, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Oh, another tough one. God next, dang it. next week, <laughs> next week, only tough questions. <laughs> Don't ask anything else. Casey can sit there pouting the whole time, and we can still talk about it. John Mulkin, the decision to make Alex Vian Ortega tough coaches was perplexing, especially if Alex could fight soon. It also puts Maxwell, a logical opponent, coming off such an amazing televised fight. Maybe it's a beat for his next opponent. Was this a good call by the UFC? Don't really care. Uh, I think if we're making the decisions about the champion, I don't think you need to take the number one contender's fight schedule in the hand with Max Holloway, unfortunately. I think Max is the odd man out, but Volkanovski is the champ. He's 2-0 against Max. And if he's not ready, because I don't know if you know if you watch his interview with Ariel or you watch his video on his own webs on his own YouTube channel, COVID has kicked his ass. So I'm sure he wants to recover. So sorry, Max. It's unfortunate, but yeah. If you want to sit out, you deserve to sit and wait. It's just unfortunate for the rest of the division, especially because the featherweights has not progressed as quickly as we wanted. But weird coaches for sure. But Alex, what do you have to say about Volkanovski and Ortega? Knowing now what you know about Tough and the drama and all this stuff, were these the coaches to choose? <laughs> probably not. And I mean, honestly, logically, it probably doesn't make sense to put a champ in the, as a tough coach anyway. <clears throat> it's been uh, it's happened a few times. It's mostly been. Uh, champs that need to a like when uh dominic cruz was the coach he was like healing his knee or he was coming back so there have been champions that have coached but it's usually because they have like like when joanna and claudia coached joanna was the champ when john jones and chael son and coached john jones was the champ but these those were like actual rivalries and -hmm. there was no clear cut next number one contender so they kind of let the division play out and while they coached and at the end of the season they they fought on the difference is featherweight, there is clear-cut number one contenders, and there's a lot of contenders, and there's no activity. So that's the only part I don't understand. Uh, why they Volkanovsky's like, he's low-key funny, though. He's very funny. If you put a camera on him, you know, longer than we've been doing, I think you get some some gems in there. Well, you don't, think, or, you don't, don't think Ortega's got good jokes? You don't think you can ham it up and, at an improv night? you also don't know what weight classes this will be or if there's any like stipulations of like um like when they've done tough nations where they've had like canada versus the uk or tough smashes which was like new zealand versus um australia i mean not australia it was uh what was it england versus like the new zealand australia area uh we don't know any of that stipulation yet this will also be the first one probably at, at the apex because all the other ones have been at the old tough gym. Um, and I don't know much about Brian Ortega's team at all, like in terms of his coaches, outside of like the Gracies. I don't know much about his striking coaches or his boxing coaches or his head coach. Obviously, Volkanovski has city kickboxes. So I'm curious to see more about Brian Ortega's training regime, for sure, if they show that. Um, this, was just, this was just a yes or no question. 
Was this a good call by the UFC? Yeah, but we take the playbooks out of uh, Casey Lydon, where if they ask a yes or no question, we go off on a tangent, and we usually end up talking about open scoring or why Amanda Nunes isn't the greatest female fighter of all time. Anyway, next question. She's on a good run. She's on a decent run. But the, the, but the answer to John Mulkin's question is, was this a good call by the UFC? No. <laughs> but Join us next week as Casey Lydon hosts the ASI Live Chat. <laughs> Only yes or no questions. It's going to take four minutes. Oh, yes God. or no questions. Tough, <laughs> tough questions only. Uh, and every time he uh, talks about open scoring, that's one day of no training he can't do. So, yeah, see, now he's now he's serious. Aljo possibly out for nine months. A bunch of questions again from Trumbo, longtime commenter. What do you think the UFC does here? Do we see an insult? A bunch of other ones, so we'll go through this quickly. What do you think? What do you think the UFC does here? Do we see an interim title between Jan and the winner of TJ versus Corey Sanhagen? No. If it's nine months, no. no. Yeah. No. Uh, is Holland taking the short notice fight against Victoria a mistake, or is it simply extra paycheck and a mulligan if he loses? Definitely not a mistake if you're Kevin Holland because that's what made you, that's what made you popular and got you where you are today, correct? Yeah, not he a mistake. Have a lot to lose. Not a mistake at all because his chances of beating Vittoria, yeah. I think, are much greater than his chances of beating Brunson. So uh, yeah, agreed. Plus, Kevin Holland went five and zero last year. He's already fought two times this year. Now, uh, what happens to the featherweight division? Now, again, another question about featherweight. So. Volkanovski Ortega, do we see Max versus Zabit? What do you say? What well, what do you say, guys? We want it, so we're probably not gonna see it. <laughs> yep. Damn's the rules. Uh yeah, sure. That's a fun fight. When's the last time Zabit fought? Was that the Calvin Cater fight? That was a long time ago. I don't even remember. Um, and then I think he was supposed to fight Yair a million times, but it keeps falling apart. Who's your early pick for Pitbull versus McKee? Oh, Casey. Yeah, see, now he's excited. Yeah, I can't do that one. That, was, that one's too tough. That was too I, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go Pitbull right now, but, um, oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, that's Sorry, guys. That's if fight. you came for answers, Casey will not provide them this year. <laughs> I, said, I said Pitbull. I said Pitbull. You said you can't. I'm picking Pitbull just because I, it's hard to pick against. I think the best, like, Best I think he's the greatest Bellator fighter ever. I don't think that's up for debate. Uh, AJ McKee is so good, and I think this is the highest level fight Bellator could possibly put on. And it's the fight. Like, remember Casey went to that media day in LA? It seems like years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, the the the, the steak place. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the the tournament was supposed to be over by now. Yeah. And that was the that was like when they had all that was when they were doing like the 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 fight ins so like Archuleta and Pit mm-hmm. and uh Pitbull fought and McKee and Pitbull yelled at each other the entire time and yeah. they weren't even fighting. And McKee's like why aren't we fighting right now? And everyone in the seemed to agree, well it's because you'll probably fight in the finals and it's going to be that much bigger. He goes, "I want to fight him now." Well, <laughs> now we get it. Now we get the choice. Also, remember McKee hurt his knee before the pandemic happened and he almost had to pull out of the tournament so silver lining with this pandemic is aj mckee got to heal up and get back in the tournament pull off the submission here now he gets to fight patricio pitbull so yeah i cannot wait for this fight i am so excited so the, the this pandemic will in connecticut again yeah. right um hopefully this is in california so. yeah who knows by, yeah, by then because this probably won't happen for another i don't know say three months uh things could change July, by then. yeah yeah um, they said the summer 
Yeah, well, I mean, they just announced today in California, if everything goes according to plan, all restrictions will be lifted by mid-June. So mm-hmm. that would open everything up perfectly for Pitbull McKee in California. So hopefully at the forum, because yes! that seems to be their st- the forum. I can, or I can, think, I can just I jog mean, down there. <laughs> San Jose wouldn't be bad either, just because. No, forum. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I like this. What is it? What is the arena in San Jose called now? Is, the uh the sap center or something it used it's to be the hp the yeah it's yeah, something i remember the hp pavilion and then it became the sap center i didn't know if they had changed again i love that arena but obviously for case you can just run over there sure yeah. have it at the forum but you know why san jose uh, sucks san jose sucks though because the hotels are expensive as holy heck and san jose is so boring outside of people mm-hmm. fighting so uh Isn't san jose just expensive in general Super expensive for what yeah, it is. Bear, Super yeah. expensive because it's a mm-hmm. tech town and stuff. Ah, uh, let's let's talk let's talk real estate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Do do do. Oh yeah, here we go. Bellator questions from Andy Burton: Has Pitbull become a legend like Fedor, and is what would and what would it take for him to surpass him as the greatest fighter to never fight in the UFC? Casey? Uh, no, not a legend like Fedor because Pitbull can't can't fill up you know, 40, 50,000 people in Saitama. So but that's kind of crazy. But uh, as, what would it take him to surpass the greatest fighter? Um, he can't. Fedor is Fedor. So that answers yeah. that one. <laughs> is Fedor kind of the clear consensus, never fall, greatest never fight in the UFC? I would have to, yeah, I would have to, yeah, I would have yeah, to say. Yeah, I can mean, yeah. Uh, is Corey Anderson being oh, and to answer the question, he's never going to surpass Fedor. Yeah, Corey Anderson being overlooked, Alex. In what way? In Bellator's, in Bellator's light. Anderson? I feel like when the, when they when people are looking at the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix that's about to happen, I don't think a lot of people are picking Corey Anderson to win. It's usually Nemkov, Fader, um, like Yoel, uh, Anthony Johnson. I don't think a lot of people are picking Corey Anderson to win. That's okay. Doesn't matter. I think Sean Corey like, Anderson can win a lot. I haven't heard anybody Corey say anything about Corey Anderson, so <laughs> I don't think he's being overlooked that much. With Bader, with Ryan Bader being the heavyweight champ, if he is defeated in this tournament, could a victory over Bader at light heavyweight set up a rematch at heavyweight for anyone in the bracket, especially Machida, Nemkov, Johnson, since they would hold two victories over him? <sighs> Well, Nemkov and Rumble Johnson are on the other side of the bracket, correct? Yes. Yeah. So they those would be in the finals, maybe. Especially Rumble, because he's massive, physically massive. Uh, oh, so so are they suggesting uh some like like Nemkov if someone or beats Machito, Bader, if if and, if one of these three beat Bader in the light heavyweight tournament, would we get a third fight at heavyweight? Nah, I doubt for that. Bader's. For Bader's title. It'd be like if Amanda lost a bantamweight, would the rematch immediately be a featherweight for the other belt? Or like uh, could McKee rematch Pitbull for the lightweight title right away? Uh, that that one actually makes more sense. The because yeah. McKee's talked about going up because I, I think he yeah, does so he he will he will grow out of that his forty five yeah. frame eventually. Uh I think yeah. I think that's why he was in a big hurry to fight Pitbull. Because I think those wake mm-hmm. I think he feels like Every month, you know, it's harder and harder for his body to make 145. So uh, mm-hmm. 
This could that that that, that fight. Be, this is going backwards a little bit. That fight between Pitbull and McKee may be McKee's final fight at featherweight. So uh, I could see that. But as far as um uh, uh like if Nimkov wins the tournament and fighting Bader at heavyweight, I doubt that. Um, yeah, I think um I don't think that's good for Bellator. I think they should try to build up their own. I don't think they need double champs. Um, yeah. Especially because they might get Overeem or JDS. Yeah. They probably want to throw him in a title fight. Anyway, hopefully I answered your question, Andy. Andy Burton on the site. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, yeah, this is, this is an interesting question. I like this one. From Jose Meyer, Joe M. UFC 111 on Twitter. I've asked before, so many MMA journalists and analysts hope this gets discussed. Has there ever been a better top five in any weight division in any era at their prime over a course of four years than the pick attached? Thank you. And it's a picture of Habib with the championship and then Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, and Conor McGregor. Uh, from MMA Dive, it's a graphic, uh, and then it says the golden era. If you, if someone wants to argue that this is the greatest iteration of any weight class at any point in time in MMA history in one promotion, I would not argue against it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the old school fans will say the light heavyweight division back in like the mid 2000s when they had Tito, Chuck, Rampage, Randy Couture. Shogun, like those guys, those are probably because they're also all Hall of Famers. Not that these guys aren't, but they're not quite there yet. But I would have no problem if you want to say this is the greatest peak moment in any division, in any promotion ever. 
what say you, either of you two? Nothing else comes to mind. I mean, I'd have to go do a deep dive <laughs> and look at the top fives over sure. the past four years. Um, obviously, I mean, you need to take Khabib out of that photo, maybe put Charles Oliveira in there. <laughs> Otherwise, this question is sure. two months too late. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a heck of a lineup. You know, when I first read this, I, I was kind of like, ah, what? Nah, nah, it's whatever. But then I thought about it more. He was like, you know what? I think, um, I don't know, there could be some truth to this. And um, there is. Um, I think, I forget this is over kind of a span of time, not like in one singular moment. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And the, the thing that's especially impressive about this, this photo, uh, this graphic of these five fighters, is that I don't think at any point in lightweight history where you've had five active Champions. lightweights uh, who could all, all five have who, who, who could all, all five have held a belt. Yeah, and all it could all legitimately main event pay-per-views and sell out, yeah. you know, good-size arenas. And I think that's important yeah. to note, too, that these are all, like, A-siders. A and, you know, yeah, they could definitely um, move the needle. Because a lot of yeah. times you might get guys who are really good, but, you know, the fans just aren't. Like, like you say, bantamweights, a lot of really good bantamweights, but they can't fill up an arena like, like these yeah. um, five gentlemen can. Yeah, so Poirier... Gaethje and Tony Ferguson have all held the interim lightweight title at one point, and then Habib and Connor have been the undisputed lightweight champion at one point. So of those five, and of course that's not even including like Justin Gaethje was the World Series of Fighting champ, Connor was the Cage Warriors champ, like it all, like there's a lot of belts in that picture. Bantamweight's awesome right now, but they can't hold that. And like I said, I think those for name value, yeah, for sure, yeah. I think those early 2000s light heavyweight divisions, uh, probably the same in terms of like being able to headline pay-per-views. Like Rampage could headline, Chuck could headline, Tito, Randy Couture, Shogun, like Forrest Griffin. Those guys are all Hall of Famers, legends. If you look at the greatest, like most popular fighters over a course of time, it's usually those guys are always included. So yeah, I would say the early early to mid-2000s light heavyweight could probably hold that too. Tang Gwen on Twitter. Why is why is that boxing can pay its fighters thirty million plus per fight while the UFC can't? Why doesn't boxing get a ton of bad press for paying its undercard fighters one k one k, but the UFC does? Uh, boxing Ooh. it's mostly because it's one fight cards and then you really and then they kind of fill out the rest of the card underneath it. Plus, boxing you got to deal with TV rights like who's going to broadcast this? You got physical like promotions like top rank golden boy uh the Mon the mayweather promotions uh what canelo's kind of doing his own thing right now uh and then you got five belts you got mandatories uh you got to argue over uh hotels and arenas like because remember when wait what question are you, what question are you answering are you doing are you answering all your... of it i'm just talking about why boxing is so much different than the ufc in terms of like how much they can pay out uh, so, like, if Connor and Habib fight fought, you're not having like like when Mayweather and Pacquiao fought. Mayweather w w had a partnership with Showtime and the MGM, and Manny Pacquiao had a partnership with what HBO and the Mandalay Bay. Like, you don't have those situations coming into the UFC. It's just like there's more money being involved correct correct me if i'm wrong casey because you've covered a lot of boxing esther's obviously was the photographer show um, for a long time if not still uh mr win the win 
Uh, I would suggest you just go to bloodyelbow.com. There's a terrific article that was very recently written by uh, John Nash uh, talking about this in particular. Um, it's a long article, but basically it's become, it, it comes down to monopoly versus competition. In boxing, uh, the boxers, people have to compete for their services. You have uh, you know, different sponsors, different arenas, um, different uh, hotels, uh, promoters, broadcasters, they're all competing for those boxers, those box, the boxer services. Um, for UFC fighters, there's no comp, it's, it's just one person. It's just basically Hunter Campbell and Dana White, uh, you know, just deciding. So there's no, there's no, there's not a big bid of how much you're going to pay you. It's just one, they go, well, we think it's worth this much. Take it or leave it. So that's pretty much why. There you go. And to answer the second part of the question, this is actually really important too, because um, I see this a lot. Um, oh, this, you know, this guy got paid a thousand bucks. The big difference is these those thousand dollar fighters or whatever. I guarantee you, those aren't being broadcast on HBO or on Showtime or on the pay per view. So, like, say for a Mayweather boxing match, there's usually like ten fights on it, but those aren't even aired. Those are like literally shot in like on iPhones. You know, they're not like on TV broadcast partners. And if they were on broadcast, if they were on Showtime or on HBO, they would not. They would be getting getting paid more because that would be in their contract. Who you broadcast for is in your contract. So uh, a lot of times, that's why these guys are just. It's just just to sell a couple of tickets. It's not. Don't don't even think of it as a card. It's the. The way they do the cards are completely different, you know. Do they get bad press? So, like, do you hear a lot of fans complain about boxing pay? Yeah, well, they try they try to make the same comparison. You, you, in, in, in Bellator is in Bellator is a bit the same way. Like a lot of the early, not so much now, but especially a few years ago, the very early prelims for Bellator, they weren't truly Bellator fighters. They were just local guys who were on one fight contracts. And like, there's no such thing. Like, especially at UFC. Once you go to UFC, basically, you know, your whole you've signed off all your rights to the UFC, and you're 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 stuck with them for a while. Um, for these um, like these early Bellator prelims, a lot of these early boxing prelims, and the guys waiting on the card that aren't even aired on TV, these are just one one off deals. Bellator even has post limbs that yeah. are after the main event. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't fill them up. Yeah. <laughs> that blew my mind the first time I heard that. I'm like, the heck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you well, sometimes you UFC, UFC used to have that too. It's mm-hmm. just you haven't had it in a while. But yeah, there'll be dark fights that come after the main event because they run out of time early in the night. Hey, it's your cat. Yeah, we're having issues over here. <laughs> it, it's just chaos behind me. <laughs> cool. Did we answer that. Hope I answered your question, Mister Glenn. Yeah, and again, go to bloodyelbow.com and read that article. It's a great article by Mister Nash. Uh, Terrence Leverett, I doubt on Twitter. I doubt something comes of it, but with UFC and Ryzen bosses meeting up, what do you think will come to come of it? Also, given the possibilities of what three Ryzen versus UFC matchups would you like to see? Hashtag the A side. So, for those of you who haven't seen, Dana White posted a photo, and it was Saki Kabara, who's the was the, the president. What's his official title? President, CEO, whatever it is. Yeah, of, president of Ryzen. Dana White and one Floyd Mayweather. So whole lot to unpack there uh what could come of it i can't i have literally no idea because that's the last three people i thought would be sharing the room <laughs> or a meeting together like floyd and Takabar obviously have done business together uh when they did the um 
tension versus Mayweather boxing match exhibition. Uh, I don't know what Dana White is doing there. He's talked about getting into boxing for a while, but he always seems to back out after a while. So I have absolutely no idea. Um, but Casey, what did you think of when you saw those three individuals in that photo? Um, I think nothing's going to come of it, but in my dream, I'm hoping they're <laughs> sitting around a table and Dana goes, hey, those Ryzen shows look really cool. We should do giant entrances like that and get rid of this Venom deal and let fighters wear what they want to wear. And Floyd goes, yeah, you should do that. And everyone goes, yeah. Cool. Later, guys. What three? That sounds like Dana. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Hey, I like what you guys are doing. Even just that part. I don't think he's ever complimented any other promotion ever. Oh, hell no. You guys want to see Rage? I love Rage. (laughs) (laughs) What three Ryzen versus UFC matchups would you like to see? Casey. <laughs> Whatever. Horiguchi oh, um, versus anyone. Horiguchi versus anybody. As long as, long as they're in a Ryzen ring. I don't care. That's all. As long as they're in a Ryzen ring. I, I, I love, uh, well, I'm going to say, Baruto, the big sumo guy. Whatever yeah. whatever freak show matches you can have against, but just like freak show old sumo guys against, I don't know, Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Three times in a row. Um, how about I would like to see an amalgamation of the UFC and Ryzen ring, like in the old TNA wrestling, wrestling, where it was like a six-sided ring. Eight-sided ring. Ropes. Love it. <laughs> Give it to me. The more oh. tomfoolery, the better. Oh, we could see um, if we want to do real matchups, um, bring in um, Adam Waits. Ryzen has the Adam Waits championship, so... Mm-hmm. All right, but none of that's gonna happen. So stop getting my hopes up. Oh boy. Let's talk Jones from MMG 2K20. I have heard 99% of MMA media say that the UFC needs to make Jones versus Francis, Francis versus Jones, or better yet, Ngannou versus Jones. However, however, do they? They never made Habib GSP. They never made Anderson Jones or Anderson GSP, and they are all successful today in 2021 especially with stars like McGregor, Masvidal, and Diaz fighting this year, along with the likes of Israel and Francis, who are starting to gain more popularity. They are more than happy to pass on this fight if Jones prices himself out. Only the fans lose here. Do you think we will see this fight? I think we will. I think the difference between all those ones you mentioned and McGregor, Masvidal, Diaz fighting this year is McGregor, Masvidal, Diaz are kind of all the same weight class, so they can fight, and it would be big bucks. Like, Habib... And also, none of those three are champions. So, like, Habib, GSP, Anderson, Jones, all those guys were champions. So, like, who's going to fight? Like, are they dropping belts? Or is the belt going to be on the line? This and that. That was a whole contra- thing because Dana White didn't want one guy to hold two belts for a long time until Connor showed up. But anyway, to answer the question, do we see this fight? Jo- Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. Yes or no, Casey? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. There you go. Alex, do we see this fight? I'm going to, you know, my gut said no as well. Um, I just, it just, it's just instinctual, you know, like I just don't feel like it. And I also don't feel like they need to, to be honest with you. This fight doesn't really do it for me. I don't, everyone's like, this is the biggest fight. And I don't really believe that either. You know, I actually think Connor Nate three blows this fight out of the water. Yeah. I would not argue against that, but in, in terms of like, like of intrigue, I would say more 
interested in Nganu Jones. But now, in terms of fan interest, I think Diaz McGregor 3 obviously might sell more. I actually do think Nagano versus Jones is the biggest fight they could do right now. If they if the UFC actually promoted it and Dana didn't just kind of mm. crap on John Jones all the time and actually, you know, promoted mm. him as no, the greatest no two two oh five or ever pound for pound best moving up and taking the biggest challenge ever in his career against the unstoppable Ford Escort, you know, uh, Francis Ngannou. Yeah, if, they, if, it, if it was if it was if, if it was truly promoted right and really showed Ngannou's real story, like did a real primetime type of uh, type of uh, promotion for this, and you know, bring back those great shows, that would be so cool. But it's not gonna happen, so. Just get, get my UFC get my hopes up. Did the uh, <laughs> gave him the Connor Aldo or the Aldo McGregor treatment and did like the world tour. Not that they can do a world tour during a pandemic, but if they promoted it right and they brought like John Jones to Cameroon and did like a stare down, and then they bring him to like John Jones stopping ground to stare down, stop at Paris, do a stare down <laughs> on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, like, come on, come on, that would do that would be pretty awesome. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, gonna it's not going to happen. Okay, so you think he's going to price himself out? Is that why you think? No, it's not he's happen? not going to price himself out. There's no such thing as pricing yourself out. Like, like that's that's see, that's putting the onus on the fighter. It's the UFC that will not pay up. But you're you're correct, Alex. They don't. UFC doesn't need it because this goes back to the earlier question about monopolies and competition compared, you know. Uh, the boxing question. The UFC has so much guaranteed revenue from ESPN. On their, based on their contract, they don't need to throw a great pay-per-view out there. They can just throw a pay-per-view out there. That's that's and, like what I was saying in a preview show when I think it was for what one of the press conferences. Dana White is a, doesn't seem – he's not selling fights anymore. He's yeah. going to get money no matter what. It's like Dana's up there like – like I've even – like like our friend Oscar Willis and I have like we we like we we kind of game plan questions and I've like thrown these softball questions to Dana because like you I ask an easy question before I can ask like a, a quote difficult non fight week one so I'm like Dana Pyotr Jan and Aljo can you remember a more competitive division in a long time he's like yeah these guys are great one killer and one killer I was like Give, oh, awesome. is that all you got is that all you got and then I was like. Why is this rematch bigger than Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir or JDS and Kane or Stipe and Daniel Cormier? He's like, just two scary monsters. I was like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. He right. just pulls his like, cliche, else? like things out of a bag, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Killers, so it's uh... like he, he's like, you're going to sell it no matter what. So he's not like, the last time we saw Dana get hypes for fights was probably the Nganu press conference and he was just like rattling off all these things that Ngannou could punch and you just saw Stipe just going like that's really hard or when his face turns like beat red when he was screaming about Conor McGregor we don't really see promoter Dana anymore no anyway all right thank you very much anyway yeah uh, oops get off there we go Tristan Gordet on the site you thought your thought booked Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. Both fighters are silent as we speak, unless the UFC decides to book Zabit versus Max. Mike Heck mentioned waning to see this fight. I assume wanting to see this fight. I'm not going to say no to either of those fights. 
Whether they happen or not is another question. Of these two, Alex, would you rather see Gaethje Holloway or Holloway Magomed Sharapov? No, I'd rather see Zavid for Smacks. Holloway Gaethje, I mean, that's an interesting just question mark. Um, but I just don't think like that just – it just doesn't make any sense to me. So. Uh, yeah, Justin fighting Max would be a banger. If Max wants to go test himself at lightweight while he waits for the featherweight division to play out, that works too, like he did when he when he fought Dustin. But like Justin wants a big name at lightweight. Uh, he wanted a title shot. Beating Max probably could get him there, but I don't know. To beat Max is awesome, Casey. Of these of these two specifically, which one would you rather see more? If I'm not if I don't care about the featherweight division in general. Um, like just the movement, the division, I would yeah. easily go Max Holloway, Gaethje. I just, just to get those two guys in the cage while they're still active fighters, I just think it'll be amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I just love that fight. Dude, Max Holloway might be the second best lightweight in the world. I mean, in the UFC, at least. We don't know. I mean, he, he fought a very competitive, crazy fight against Dustin Poirier. And, and that was, he'd even bulk up, you know. So Max Holloway could be the best lightweight in the world if he had the time to, you know, properly get ready for it. I mean, he was, dude, Max Holloway was, if he had a good, if he had a decent weight cut, he would have been, he would have already fought Habib. Who knows what would have happened, you know? So, uh, I'll go Holloway, Gaethje. But I understand, uh, we know Zabit needs to fight and all that stuff, so, you know, we got to move I the would division say, ahead. I would say Holloway is a beat just because I want to see Zabit fight. I'm tired of waiting for Zabit, Yair, that fight's never going to happen. Uh, but we don't also we don't know when Zabit's coming back. It's not like he's dropped these. He's not calling people out on Twitter. He's not saying like I want to be active in there. He posts a lot, but he's not calling for fights anyway. All right. Hope that answers your question. Uh, also, watch Max versus anyone. Same, same as Justin Gaethje. What intriguing from another one from Tristan Gordet. What intriguing matchups are you looking forward to from the three fight promotions starting tonight with one championship? Uh, Demetrius Johnson versus. Literally anyone, and he's not even the champ. Who's what? How, what is the champion's name? Adriano. Adrian Moranis. Mar- yeah, Maranis, something yeah. like that. Which is unfortunate because I just was making graphics yeah. about this. I don't know very much My, about him other than he's very good, and this is a very he's tough unbelievable. Matchup. Yeah, Adriano Moranis. Yeah. Maranis. My brain always wants to say Adriano Martin just because of the UFC. Yeah, fighter. yeah. <laughs> uh, great fighter. He's coming off his. He avenged his loss against. I'm never gonna be able to say his, his the opponent he beats name, but he's won one against him, I believe. So yeah, that fight is awesome. It's tonight. One on TNT two. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. There's only like three or four fights on the main card. And yeah. rug rugs on the prelims. Fools. Anyway, they want you to come Casey. in. They want you to tune in early. What's a uh, Bellator fight this weekend you are excited for? Oh, this weekend, uh, main event. Um, yeah, uh, of course, uh, Bader Machida. Uh, oh, there's a couple of them. There's a couple of lady fights. One on fight. There. You can pick one fight. Oh, one, oh, one fight. Tell someone to watch one fight. Oh, one fight. Uh, oh, one fight, one fight, one fight. Uh, Demetrius Johnson. No, I mean like one fight for oh. Bellator. <laughs> one singular fight. <laughs> Wait, just I pick, oh, I, I, I ever chose, talking, choose, coming up? What are talking about? I chose one one championship this weekend. I picked I picked the DJ or Marais versus Johnson. Casey, you tell fans what they should watch in Bellator. Uh, the main event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I yeah, I want to see I want to see if Bader can no no get get it back. You know, he got famously knocked out by Manchita rushing mm-hmm. in. 
you know. Oh, and I'm also excited for Vanessa Porto making her Bellator debut. And Katzengano's um, fighting, too. So, uh, yeah. Alex, what, fa- what fight should fans watch on the UFC card this weekend? I'm going to say Nina Ansaroff and Mackenzie Dern. Oh, yep. Um, yeah, I was just listening to Mike Hicks' interview with Mackenzie Dern, and she's just, like, so excited, you know, given her last performance. And everybody always saying that, like, you just got to, you know, <clears throat> get Mackenzie in the first round, blah, blah, blah. Now she's proven that she can actually get better as she goes and get to that third round and still pull it off. You know, that's what she's been, like, really working on. She wants to show her strengths, but... Not to mention two recent moms. I mean, that's just amazing. She's talking about being such an inspiration to you know women all over, and I think that's huge. You know, that's awesome. I, mean, I think that fight should. I think that, moms. I think that fight should absolutely be the co-main event, and not like no the, way, no way. Okay, I get most absolutely of the, time the co-main event. Most of the time, I agree with you right there. I pers- like I I don't want to bump Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Youssef for the co-main event. That fight rules. Like two undefeated featherweight guys, prospects, and the it ranks guys. I have. Nine times out of ten, I would agree with you, but I think they got the co-main event right, and Nina can be right below. Well, now that Kyle Dawkins is off the card, uh, they should be above Sam Alvey versus Julian Marcus for sure. Oh, that's insulting! Um, you just made me mad. <laughs> that's fine. You, Wait, oh what? God, <laughs> what? Oh what? God! They I should be above Alvey and Marquez. No, the fact that that Sam Alvey, God bless him, is above. Oh. <laughs> Fighting, oh man, no. Nina Ansaroff and Mackenzie Dern is sandwiched between Alvi versus Marquez and Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez, which I don't want to move Mike Perry and Rodriguez from that spot because, like, usually the first fight on the card, it's an action the main fight. event, is like yeah. is like an action fight, and that is an action fight. Yeah, it is. And then I think Nina and then Sam Alvi Marquez can be there because sometimes Sam Alvi fights can go a very specific way, and yeah. Uh, Kyle Dox is off, and I think Nina Arnold, Nina versus Dern, Allen versus Yusef, bang bang, and then the main event. I don't hate that lineup, but I don't want to bump Allen and Sadiq off because those, yeah. those that fight absolutely rules. It's a good fight, but I think it's just a fight between two prospects. I think Nina versus Dern is, I think, is a higher, higher level, higher rank fight. These, but I don't, I wouldn't even sure. say those guys are prospects anymore. They're both like four or five and zero oh in the UFC. Well, pro. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess not. Prospects that might be the right word. I guess they're getting their kind of shine on a big card, you know. Rather, yeah. Yeah, But I, I, but I think, I think this is Dern. But either way, you can't lose. But and I, we don't, we don't know what, like, at what um, Alex said. This is Nina's first fight back. I have no idea how she's gonna look. Um, I think she's just bump her up one fight over Alvi and Marquez. But uh, because when's the last time Nina answered a fight? Was that that when she when she lost to Suarez? Oh my God! She's returning before Tatiana, and she had a baby. You hate to see it. Hey, that, 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 that area of the body recovers faster than a neck injury, I guess. Sure does. <laughs> uh, but Tatiana's been saying she wants to come back this. She wants to come back saying. this uh, summer. <laughs> It took a while for cool Alex to kind of think about that. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm lagging. I'm yeah, lagging you're here. Like, yeah, I saw, you're like, you're, the gears are going, yeah, I guess, yeah. Dr. Leiden's correct. Dr. let me be factual. Talking about coming back this summer, if you guys had to book a fight for Tatiana Suarez's return, who would you give her? Let me look at the rankings. Did they keep her in here? Is she still in the rankings? I don't know. For Suarez, um... I would, I, I would, think, 
I would give her someone like out right near the ten, like nine, ten, eleven rank, just because um, I, I'm I'm in favor of um, uh, coming back slowly, not not jumping right into the deepest end. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna want that though. I but yeah, well, fighters that. They want to do it. They want it. They, they go, oh, I'll fight Godzilla. You know, that's what they'll say. Right. I'll, fight for, I'll fight for free in the parking lot right now. That's let's, not the best thing to do, though. Like <laughs> let's, 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 like, if she is the, let's say, I'll put her four. Let's treat her like she's the fourth fighter, ranked fighter, and let's, who would you match her up with? Who, whoever number three is. Uh, Jan, she's already got a fight. Yeah. Um, uh, then Joanna. Don't hate it. Joanna, that's the one to do. Don't hate it. I think Marina or Joanna, or if they want to, if, the, if Mackenzie Dern wins against Nina, that's another fun fight. Because yeah. Mackenzie Dern's sitting 11 right now. That would be 10, Casey. So that would, who, be, that would fall right into your, into your uh, yeah. scenario. God, the fighter, I think, is going to be so good. Is uh, I forget her name. She just beat up Olivia Souza. Uh, what is her oh. name? Oh. She was yes. like a she was like a yes, twenty five or came out fifteen. God dang, she is good. Uh, I forgot. I was I forgot her name. Santos. Talia Santos. Is it that is that it? No, there's. Let me find no, out. I'm looking it up right now. Amanda Lemos. Amanda Lemos. Oh yeah, I, she's a savage. Yeah, she is. That that when I I've seen her fight a couple of times, I get the same type of feeling when 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 um, Wei Li kind of. After first after first couple of fights in the UFC, I'm like, okay, that woman is gonna be fighting. I don't know if she's gonna be champ, but she'll be fighting for the belt. And I feel the same way for uh, her. Like that girl. That, yeah, as long as she can make that weight cut safely, she looks incredible. Um. Yeah, she just failed. She just lost two years to her Husada, which is unfortunate. Yep. All right. Last question from the from the YouTube, not YouTube, from uh, the, the the site. site. Before we go to the Patricio YouTube comments. Pitbull, Tristan Gardet. Hypothetically, if Patricio Pitbull ever makes the jump to the UFC as a featherweight contender, who would you match him up against as his first opponent? Would you give him a title shot off the rip? <laughs> I would do it, making the making the exception to the rule due to how dominant he has been. Yeah, whoever's the champion at 145, Pitbull fights right away. Right away. Yeah, if Pitbull came to the UFC, absolutely. He fights for the title. And right now, like in my unofficial worldwide rankings, Pitbull is the best featherweight in the world. Above Volkanovski, above Holloway. All right. That doesn't mean Volkanovski and Holloway can't beat Pitbull. But if we ranked him right now, I have Pitbull as the best featherweight in the freaking world right now. And, he, and he's possibly a 35er. The guy says he's a 35er. I got, I got to see it, though. But he says it. <laughs> Tile shot right away. Don't care who it's against. Nope. Yes. Or if they want to just do, or if they don't want to do that, if they want to give him the like a contender series first. If don't hate Holloway if he's not champion, just because those guys were like the champions for so long. Or if Jose Aldo wants to move back to 145 or fight or and fight Patricio Pitbull and make it happen, because our co colleague Guillermo Cruz is, did one of those like fighter interviews fighter thing. Mm -hmm. And like Pitbull interviewed Aldo when they were both champions in 145. Man, make it happen. Yeah, Pitbull doesn't fight with a belt. Yeah, definitely like a former champ like yeah Aldo or Holloway. I agree. Just because the name value. Whoever, whoever is the highest ranked featherweight in the world that is not fighting for the title, that is free, should fight Patricio Pitbull <laughs> in right. the UFC. Right, here we go. Going to the comments now. 
Oops, fix that. Lucas Baca on the YouTube comments. Do you think Holland stands a chance against Vittori? Alex? Sure. I mean, Holland's, he's a savage. I mean, like you said, he went 5-0 and last year. I mean, mm-hmm. I, do I think he gets it done this weekend? No, I think Vittori wins. But at the same time, like, of course, Holland stands a chance. I just think Vittori is angrier <laughs> i think he's got so much more pent up he's just so frustrated and i can't blame the guy Dude, i mean gosh he he's is. just been dealt like a shit hand lately I don't, with all yeah. the opponents like and you know what in holland i feel like his aspirations are different than vittori too holland just wants to get in there and just bang right like it's just wherever it goes it goes if it goes to a title it goes to a title if not whatever we're just having a good time but vittori i just feel like has those um Long, more long-term aspirations that I think he's just a little bit more driven, in my opinion. Uh, Marvin Vittori has two emotions, annoyed and rage. Yeah. <laughs> he has no middle ground. I think Marvin Vittori wins. Uh, Kevin, could he? Could Kevin Holland win? Sure. I just think Marvin Vittori is a huge middleweight, and Kevin wow. Holland is a tiny middleweight. Uh, yeah, Marvin Vittori is, yeah, I just think Marvin Vittori wins, but Kevin Holland's an awesome high action fighter Casey I give Holland a better chance like I said earlier I give Holland a better chance of beating Vittori than I did of him beating Brunson so Marvin Vittori's win over Jack Hermanson was super eye-opening for me I thought Jack Hermanson was going to kind of dominate that fight just because he had been preparing for five rounds Marvin Vittori was on the card but he got the last minute switch uh Marvin Vittori's win over Jack Hermanson was very impressive to me uh that kind of yeah it was an eye-opening fight Vittori's great all right. And he's just filled with hate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Do do, do 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 these hate? Do these fighters that they are just filled with anger? Do these guys ever win the championship? Do they ever really like? Na- 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 well, no, yeah, I'm just talking about this fight specifically. Oh, this fight. I, I, I just feel like that that, that hits a wall eventually. Sure. Like I think he'll calm yeah. down once things start to go his way <laughs> yeah i think what alex said is because he's just because remember he was like carl roberson fight fell out and then carl roberson missed weight and then he was booked against uh darren till and then darren till fell out so like marvin Tori is kind of the unlucky fighter for like because something's always happening to his opponent and he, i think it just he gets pissed but he did say like when roberson missed weight the the second when they because roberson missed weight the second time the when they rebooked it and Marvin Torre was like getting his medicals done, and Sean Shelley came in and like tiptoed in, and they're like, they're, and he's like, Marvin, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> and Marvin's like, I'm fine, man. Like as long as we can fight. So if he says he's cool, then whatever. But uh, yeah, I've never personally seen Marvin Torre even keeled unless he wins a fight. Yeah. It's us Italians. We're hot headed. It's just it's in our blood. That I, is I, true. I, I, I didn't. I didn't say that. You said it. I said it. I'm allowed to say it. (laughs) Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, 
Atlassian software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. All right. This is the big question. Here we go. Big question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. How under... From Cynthia Vance in the YouTube comments, actually. <laughs> how underwhelming was the release of the Venom uniforms? There's literally nothing different about it from the Reebok look and deal. All right. You guys, take it away. Venom uniforms. Thoughts? I think Venom played it... I think they played it safe for the first round. I think that we'll see more iterations maybe later on. And I'm also... I, this one's going to get me attacked, but I like that everybody looks uniform. I think it really legitimizes the look of the sport outside of like the tap out era where everyone just assumed like everybody wearing like a tap out or that kind of crap with all the sponsorships everywhere just looks like, you know, dog fighting. So I like the uniforms. Sue me. I'm sorry. But um, I think, you know, they played it safe. They didn't want it to be like too much of a juxtaposition from the Reebok deal so that we're going to kind of see kind of fade away from it. And then I think hopefully Venom can kick it up and up as far as like interest goes 10 out of 10 short use of the word juxtaposition fantastic <laughs> Casey we know your thoughts you hate it uniforms suck but if you want to go hard on the paint on the Venom deal uh, if, you, if you want better fighter pay you got to get rid of the uniforms um, that controls all the sponsorship money that puts all and the sponsorship money that is out there that goes now to the UFC to put on the mat. So this whole, oh, we don't want the fighters looking like NASCAR. Well, dang, Matt looks like a NASCAR, looks like a NASCAR vehicle. So uh, that's BS. Um, so, yeah, if you want better fighter pay, get rid of uniforms. And um, as far as how they look, I don't care. Uniforms suck. This is a, this is a team, this is a team, this isn't a team sport. We're not, this isn't the Celtics or some other, the Red Sox. I don't know, I'll quote Red Sox. <laughs> the Red Sox. The, the Patriots. Um, no, there is, like, that's, well, that's, that's, that's what makes, I don't know. Uh, that's what makes, that's why uh, I got into combat sports because there's so many stories, so many different looks. And um, the fact that they're wearing uniforms sucks. And they can call them fight kits all they want, but they're uniforms. <laughs> But the fact about them getting paid less shouldn't have anything to do with uniforms. That's just the UFC's fault. However, they want to structure their no, they well, want our uniforms and pay them higher. Hey, cool! Now everybody wins. But the, but the sponsorship the money the out there goes to the UFC. Then it's like so like I'm Manscape and I have you know fifty thousand dollars. It's like well I have to give to the UFC now. I can't give it to a fighter, and you know because I, I want my name. In the, U- in the in the UFC broadcast, but I can't I can't put it across their butt now, so I have to pay the UFC to put it on a post. All right, um, regardless of pay, because we all agree fighters should be paying more. Just the aesthetics. More fangs needs more fangs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so just the aesthetics okay. of the, the fight, Alex. You don't hate them, Casey. You yep. hate them. I'm gonna say I am so indifferent to how the UFC fight kids look. Do I want colorful, crazy things? Sure. Would love it. Love uh, Ryzen and Bellator gives these, uh, gives like them all the fun things to do. But if they're not there, I'm still going to watch. 
uh, fight kids don't isn't the be all end all for me. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm very indifferent. Uh, do they look dumb? They look boring. Yeah, they look boring. Sure. They look very boring, but I'm not banging my head against the door. Just, but I will take the venom. I will take the boring if if the UFC gets if the fighters get more pay for sure. Uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Oh yeah, I mean if if venom was paying. No random fighter, you know, twenty thousand dollars to wear a boring outfit. Cool, but they're not. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you for your question, I, um, Mr. <clears throat> Vance. We cover it. Um, yeah, we think about the fangs. Is there any more fangs, Cole Alex? Since you love them so much, since you love uniforms, <sighs> fangs. <laughs> I just think. Maybe a little rattle. The UFC is at a pivotal point. MMA is at a pivotal point of of reaching a lot more fans. Listen, I'm going to mute you. Switch (laughs) switch places with me. (laughs) And I just think in order to gain, you know, legitimacy, like I said, like it just, it's got to look, I understand it's all optics. Well, where does this come from though? Where where does it, where does this theory come from that people would like MM, people would like cage fighting better if they're wearing a uniform? I don't think it's that they're going to like it better. I think that might give it a chance. It doesn't look like a bunch of randos with some stickers slapped on their butts, like you said, just fighting in a cage. There's just those, there's just the illusion of what it, what MMA fighters used to look like, what they look like now. The uniforms, it adds legitimacy. It just does. Everybody looks neat and tidy and clean. Like I said, mm-hmm. one man's opinion. One man's opinion. Don't mm-hmm. shoot me. I didn't say anything. That, that's mm-hmm. that's literally an opinion you have, Alex. Yeah, I get the people. I get the arguments for uniforms. Like the NFL, you can be sponsored by whatever you want, but you have to wear what Nike on the field. The difference is it's a team sport, and those athletes are so popular that they're going to make a ton of money not playing. Plus, they can wear whatever cleats they want. Uh, like Michael Jordan has to wear whatever at the time the uniforms were made by with the little like say they were made by Reebok the Chicago Bulls uniform would have the Reebok logo or Adidas or whatever but he could wear Jordan sneakers because you also famously when he had like the flag he put the flag over his shoulder to cover the logo or like which obviously was a whole big thing or um RG3 I think like drew over the logo I think he was Under Armour and he like drew over the Nike logo and got fined a whole bunch of money or um, Cam Newton was sponsored by Under Armour, and he had like a he had a Under Armour mouth guard that would attach to his mask, and the attachment had a big Under Armour logo right in the center of the mask, which also got him fined, which is a whole other argument for the NFL. Cynthia Vance, get a new avatar. You got a, you got you got a new haircut. You got the pink hair. Come on, this is old, mm-hmm. this old photo. Get with it, Cynthia. <laughs> All right. Real fast, We're, we got to fly through these. I got, I got to set up for the next. next how well do you, How well do you think Juan Archuleta will perform against Jan Aljo Sanhagen, etc.? Fantastic. Don't know if he beats any of them, but would love to see any of any of those fights. Everything Jose said, fantastic. He is up there as long as long with Pettis, Mix, and um, Maga Head, Maga Madoff. They're all great bantamweights. And James Gallagher. Oh yeah, and Gallagher. Anything, anything? Next. No, oh, jeez. Right. Love all those fights. <laughs> I'd probably favor the other three over him, but your reaction to Chavez versus, oh, God. Shaw, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Anderson Silva. Didn't see that coming. 
I think Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is not a good boxer. And if Anderson Silva is going to fight and beat any boxer, he could probably beat Chavez Jr. I still heavily favor Chavez Jr. I think Chavez Jr. is uh, has a famous name, and he punches people. That's it. I think Chavez Jr. is a decent boxer. He's, he's a decent boxer. He would beat the crap out of me without even trying. So he is a decent boxer. Um, and I'm happy Anderson Silva's getting a nice little payday probably. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool seeing him fight. Not a big fan of Chavez Jr. I'm not uh, a fan of him, but I don't, I don't, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, uh, I compared think he's to a human, compared to me, you, everyone else on the site, yeah, he'd beat our ass. But in terms of like the <laughs> boxing world, I think he's a little overrated. All right. I think that Canelo fight when he fought Canelo was a joke. Anyway, am I the only person who thinks the UFC Venom gear looks like Power Rangers-ish? It does. I when like you put them next to each other, like the yellow, the green, the blue, it's very bright. It's very I love Power Rangers. Rangers. I love Only Power sure, Rangers. but... Yeah, and they were they like were one? a team. This is, they, Power Rangers never beat up each other. They were Rangers. I bet they beat up each other every once in a while. Yeah. I haven't seen every Casey, episode, but... Casey, what's your favorite iteration of the Power Rangers? The... I don't... The early ones. Mighty Morphin? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. The one they did the, the movie, I didn't like how they took the uh, gorilla Zorg out and replaced it with a frog. That was weak. Weak. What the hell is a gorilla Zorg? Oh, come on, Alex. Yeah, really? Jeez. So all of the Power Rangers had a badge oh, with, a, with, a, with a with a. Are you answering animal. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, a, with a with a with a animal or a creature, and when sure. they when they held them out and they turned, they could get a robot Zork they could like control, and then every single it was like every single time they would fight this big evil whatever, and they would be losing, and then they could take all their Zorgs and combine them to make Megazoid, and they would win. And in the TV show, they had a uh, gorilla and a in the, in the movie they swapped it out for a frog and I was like this is dumb we guess shit anyway I think he just made up okay. all those words yeah nah wiggle worms and zip zorps <laughs> Ivan Ooze was awesome man also Power Rangers has a, has one of the best theme songs ever sing it okay. I'm a Power <laughs> Ranger Power Ranger yo Ranger of Power R.I.P. to most of the original Power Rangers too. I'm pretty sure the Black uh, Power Ranger had like three fingers, like he was missing, a, like he was missing a finger. Oh my! And then the Yellow Ranger died. I can't remember how, but in the movie, she was very young. When the movie, the new Yellow Ranger, played by Becky G, had like a bunch of Easter eggs, like paying homage to her. It was very cool. All right. Get some more. That I learned is the a lot. Tales of Power Rangers. I like this question. Thoughts on Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick matchup? You see trying to replace Barber with another promising prospect? Uh, Alex, thoughts on Yeah, Barber they're pushing Maverick? Miranda. <laughs> they're pushing her hard, aren't they? They're just like, hey, whatever, let's keep going with Miranda. Um, this actually is kind of interesting. I mean, they're both kind of that same mindset, I feel, like where they're just like so young and they're just so full of ambition and just ready to go out there and freaking kill it. So two of those... Looking forward to that one. Dude, this is such a F you to Macy Barber. <laughs> having to fight Miranda Maverick coming off a loss. Because, like, man, like, 
she's probably facing the, the top prospect right now as far as flyweights in the UFC. And Barbara coming off a loss, I think, off of getting a butt kicked by Grasso. And she might even have a tougher fight versus Maverick. Good Lord. Poor Macy Barber. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I know she talked a big game, at, but uh, so, someone in her management needs to slow it down with her a little bit. And um, that's a tough one. But I love the this fight. Is, uh... I love the fight for Maverick. And um, yeah, that, that can that can make Maverick a um, a bit of a. Um, she can go over for the fans, you know, get make her a star. It's tough because. Uh... If you watch that Grasso fight, Grasso's clearly the more polished fighter all around. But every time Macy Barber threw a punch, I thought she could have knocked Alexa Grasso's head clean off. She throws those things hard and fast. Miranda Maverick might be the one of the few fighters in that division that can match Macy Barber's like physical strength and mm-hmm. power. She's so they're both so big for that division. So I can't believe they made this fight. But yeah, Mer- I, this is. I mean, I, I like the fight. Yeah, it's a fun fight. Gonna be interesting, man. But it's 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 a fight that if Barber loses, though, as far that's that's Three in gonna, a row. yeah, it's gonna suck for her. I mean, and Maverick would have lost. Maverick can handle this it, loss if she loses. You know, it's fine yeah, for her career. But for Barber, though, M- Miranda Maverick losing, she would have lost to Roxanne, who has beat, fought, and beaten, lost to everybody. Like the definition of a veteran. I think she has the most. Like, Someone said she might have the most wins in the history of women's like MMA in like the like the current era, like not dating back. Oh, like, oh maybe, maybe. I would not. I she, they said that, and I was like, she might. She has like forty something, fifty something fights. You don't really see that in women's MMA. Um, and then she lost to Grosso, who was in the prime, of, of, like physical prime of her career, former strawweight, mm-hmm. and now Miranda Maverick, a prospect. That's three completely different fighters and three completely different parts of that career that Macy Barber would have lost to. So, but. Love the fight. It's not a pay per view, right? It's like a fight night. I think it's fight night. Yeah, I, I, I hope and I hope it's a, I hope it's like a co main event on a fight night. I I hope it's yeah. I hope it gets that. Hope it gets that type of push. Yeah, depending on what else is on the card for sure. All right, uh, here we go. Two more questions before I got to jump off. Thoughts on Nina Ansar's long way to return to the octagon? How big of a factor will her pregnancy be and long layoff play in return against Mackenzie Dern? I have absolutely no idea how much of a factor pregnancy will play in this Dr. fight. Dr. Casey? Casey? <laughs> you were asking the wrong crowd. Um, who knows? I'm, I'm assuming... I'm assuming Nina is a professional and she would not accept this fight unless she was going to walk into that octagon at her, you know, full potential and not, you know, her, I don't know what, not, I don't know. I, I, I assume, I assume it would not, I assume it would not um, hurt her. How, how have fighters done coming off pregnancies? Mackenzie lost right to, away, but to, she fought Amanda Hebos. Which I think she loses regardless, but you know, who knows? Um, I don't remember how... Sarah McMahon, Alexis Davis, Juliana Pena looked great right away. I think it's case by case, to be honest. Yeah, yeah think, it is. It's case by case. I don't yeah. think you can just group all, yeah. all <laughs> of them together. Well, it's like fighters. Like Tiago Santos said when he had that knee injury and then he came back, he was a little more cautious and he couldn't, you know, he 
octagon like layoff, and then you see Dominic Cruz come back and beat TJ Dillashaw right away. You see Korean Zombie take two years off, come out and knock Dennis Bermudez right away. So case by case. Oh, but more than anything, I think this is absolutely great matchmaking by the UFC because the UFC obviously loves Mackenzie Dern. And with Nina's ranking and Dern coming off a pretty solid victory over Ginger Roba, it can catapult her in the top five. And this may be, it could possibly be, you know, not the Nina Ansaroff, who was you know, number number five ranked fighter when she left. It could she could be this could be a very diminished version of her. It could be. It may not be, but it could be. So this is a good chance for Dern to you know to uh, jump super high in the rankings versus a ranked fighter who may not be at fighting at her full potential. And don't forget about mom strength. Mom you have strength. a kid, all of a sudden you're lifting cars off of babies. So I mean, they're both moms, yeah. so it doesn't apply in this case, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last question. It's more of a comment. Jeez. That's, you know, have a better, you know, do better, Jet. 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 Jet match. Crystals are for losers. <laughs> what? Jet match. Jet. What? Define losers. What isn't for losers? Jet needs a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Jet, get outside, yeah. man. Take a walk, you know? Take yeah. a walk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I, I have this band button I can push any moment. Yeah, you're, 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 mm. Thin ice jet. Thin, thin, thin ice jet. What kind of name is Jet? No, that's a cool name, actually. I uh, packed away all my crystals and I forgot I had that giant Easter egg looking one. And yeah. my God, is it heavy. Thoughts right, on Angela Hill, Amanda Hebos matchup. That's an awesome strawweight fight. Awesome fight. Awesome, awesome fight. Tough fight. This fight freaking rules, and I hate this fight so much. I hate, hate, hate this fight. Oh, that sucks that you one of them have pick? to. No, because one of them have to. One of them has to lose, and yeah. one of them. Well, not really, <laughs> because it's a sport, and we're all equals. And you win them in the ring, and you lose them in the ring, as the one late great Macho Man Randy Savage once said. Love this fight. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. We'll make our predictions later. But but who's got the better laugh? He was Amanda. Wow. Wow. All right. But that's like saying like, like, no, like Amanda has the best, but like Angela has the second best. Like, is yeah. that something to like <laughs> yeah. be disappointed at? It's a, it's a pound for pound best laughs in MMA fighting. So no punching, just laughing is who wins. Loser can't laugh. Loser can't. Again. They, just have, they, just have, they just have to stare at each other, and first one that laughs loses. Loser becomes <laughs> one of those. Loser becomes the person that doesn't laugh. They just say, "That's so funny." That's oh, so funny. You ever watch Scrubs? Either of you two? Back <laughs> no. in the day, one of the characters dated someone, and the big knock on her was she never laughs. You would just go, "That's so funny." That's just so. And he's like. No, like they would watch, they watch, a, they watched a movie, and she's like sitting there, watching That's just so funny. Like she never laughed. I think about that sometimes. Anyway, that's the stakes. Sorry, Angela and Amanda. Is this new music? Kinda. It's our, it's our out music going. We're gonna, this is our take, out music. Taking it home. Anyway, Summer. Casey, what do you gotta say before we sign off? Do I got anything to say? Um, nah. You know, just be good to each other. You know. Wash your hands, wear a mask, go get vaccinated, you know, and then life will be normal. And then we can all just hug random people on the streets again. I'm waiting. I'm so, we're so close. We're so close. Yeah, Alex, you're going to get a hug from me. Don't hug me. I love social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do you got to say? 
I got nothing. You know me. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I never want to assume. Anyway, find oh. this on spot. Go ahead. Go watch. Have you guys seen Bad Trip? I'm, I feel like I'm the last person. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I cried. I so cried. Funny. I so cried funny. so many times. That's all. Because of laughter or sadness? Oh, laughter. A little bit. Oh. There's, they, dude, the scene in the mall where they just did an impromptu musical. <laughs> that was like my dream. I was like, oh my God. I think this is like, I, I've always just wished a musical would just break out around me. <laughs> Almost. And the gorilla scene? Oh, yeah, okay. We can't talk about that. We're oh, back. the gorilla scene. Yeah. It's Eric Andre's new show. It's a new movie. movie? It's, movie? Um, it's okay. an excellent watch. It's so good. He's just going around doing tomfoolery in public, right? Yeah. But it's so good hearted, too. It's got, a, it's got a good heart. Like It's got a good feel. It's not, yeah, it's like, I feel good. You felt good after watching it. Anyway, go watch that. Go read some books. Actually, oh, yeah, read. Go read go books. Read. Yeah, Actually, read. read a book. There you go. Go to go to a scholastic book fair once in your life. Um, find <laughs> us on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, all the stuff. All the podcast stuff. We'll be back next Wednesday. Stick around for Bellator Virtual Media Day uh, and all sorts of fun. And tomorrow's UFC Media Day. We'll have the preview show. We'll have the pre-fight Q&A. We'll have Bellator videos Alex, that Alex and Casey will work on. We'll have UFC stuff that... Mike and Heck and I in case we'll work on until the next week we're out you're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network with the NBA Finals around the corner you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA that's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.